Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis Reviews podcast. Today, as promised, the 1994 classic film, The Crow, starring the late, great Brandon Lee. The Crow is a 1994 American dark fantasy superhero film directed by Alex Prius and starring Brandon Lee in his final film appearance. The film is based on James Obar's comic book of the same name and tells the story of Eric Draven, played by Brandon Lee, a rock musician who is revived to avenge the rape and murder of his fiance as well as his own death. The film also stars Ernie Hudson, Michael Wincott, Bysling, Sophia Shanice, and Michael Massey. The lead actor, Brandon Lee, was accidentally wounded on set during filming by defective blank ammunition and later died in the hospital during surgery. With only eight days left of production, unfinished scenes that were to feature him were dealt with using a rewritten format in the script, a stunt double, and digital special effects. The film is dedicated to both Lee and his fiancée, Eliza Hutton. Despite several production setbacks due to Lee's death, The Crow was released to positive reviews. The Rotten Tomatoes critical consensus describes it as an action-packed visual feast. The film opened at the top of the box office and re- attained a strong cult following. It is the first installment of franchise, which includes three sequels and a television series. Well, in that saying is that this movie ultimately would be the last one that Brandon Lee would make. Um, He was accidentally killed in a tragic accident, and I can't state that enough, tragic accident. Um, They were already under a lot of stress to deliver with this movie, and, um, you know, it's... (laughs) really sad that you know such a young actor which a lot of people have said oh well brandon lee's star had already taken off you know he was a big name already he was not um although a lot of people wanted him in for this movie uh the production company was not um dimension films wanted someone else until they finally said well you know let's go with brandon lee um Christian Slater was supposedly supposed to be in this movie as Eric Draven. If they would have agreed with that, Johnny Depp, any of these actors could have befall- had this same tragedy befallen on them. But, you know, we're not going to do that because that would be a disservice to Brandon Lee. This movie is quintessentially Brandon Lee's kind of swan song. Just the way that he plays the character of the crow um i honestly will go to my grave saying that you know no one else could have done it better than him um there was many other sequels i think the only sequel that i liked after the original was city of angels the rest of them were horrible um the thing that really and the synopsis of the film, like I said, is that, you know, on October 30th, Devil's Night in Detroit, um, Shelley Webster has been beaten and raped. Her fiancé, Eric Draven, lies dead on the street after having been stabbed, shot, and thrown out the window. 
Um, the couple were planning on getting married on Halloween the following day. Um, we meet a young girl by the name of Sarah, who's a friend of theirs, and that they end up, that Eric and Shelly end up taking care of her a lot um, because her mother's a drug addict and all that. And Sergeant Albrecht reluctantly has to tell her that Shelly is dying. Um, one year later, a crow taps on Eric's gra gravestone. Eric ends up awaking and climbs out of the grave. Um, and then you have a low-level street gang headed by T-Bird who are setting fires upon the city. Um, Eric Draven, upon returning to his old, new, derelict apartment, Eric experiences flashbacks of T-Bird and his gang, Tintin, Funboy, and Skank, murdering him and Shelly. Eric soon discovers that any wounds he receives heal immediately, guided by the crow. He sets out to avenge his and Shelly's murders by killing the perpetrators. Um, first, the crow helps locate Tintin. Um, Eric Draven ends up killing him with his own knives and then takes his coat um, and wears that. Um, and he, Eric ends up at a pawn store where Tintin had pawned Shelly's engagement ring and forcing the owner Gideon to return it, um, blowing up the shop with gasoline. Um, and Eric Draven actually spares the guy so that he can warn the others about it. Um, then he uh, finds Fun Boy with Sarah's mom, Darla, um, kills him, confronts um, Darla, and then makes... Darla, who had just shot up with heroin with Fun Boy, um, he Eric Draven later pushes the heroin out of her, you know, out of her veins, and um, you know, um, tells her, "Hey, you need to be good mother to uh, Sarah." And um, later on, Eric Draven visits Albright. Um, Albright later tells him, um, what had happened to Shelly and that he watched her suffer for 30 hours before she eventually died. Um, Draven, um, Draven ends, or Eric Draven ends up, you know, touches, touching Albright and ends up feeling the pain that happened to Shelly during those hours. And um, later on, we see uh, Sarah and her mother beginning to repair their strained relationship. Uh, Sarah ends up going to Eric's apartment and tells him that she misses him and Shelly, while Eric assures her that although they cannot be friends anymore, he still cares about her. Um, T-Bird and Skank stop at a convenience store to pick up supplies. Eric arrives and kidnaps T-Bird, and um, Skank ends up following the pair and witnesses Eric kill T-Bird. Um, Skank ends up going to 
top dollar, a top level criminal who controls all the street gangs in the city. Um, and uh, have been aware of Eric's actions through various reports from witnesses. Um, and later, Top Dollar holds a meeting to discuss with his associates to discuss new plans for their Devil's Night criminal activities. Um, Eric arrives looking for Skank, and a gunfight ensues with nearly everyone present, including Skank, being killed. However, Top Dollar, Micah, and Grange survive. Um, Eric, feeling that he has finished his quest, returns to his grave. Uh, Sarah ends up building him, bids him farewell, and he gives Shelley's and gives Eric gives Shelley or Shelley Sarah his Shelley's engagement ring. Um, Grange then abducts Sarah and takes her into the church where Top Dollar and his half-sister slash lover are waiting. Um, through the crow, Eric realizes what has happened and goes to rescue her. Unfortunately, Grange shoots the crow after it flies into the church, sapping Eric of his immortality. Uh, Micah grabs the wounded crow, intending to take its mystical power. Albright arrives wanting to pay his respects to Eric just after Eric is shot and wounded. Top Dollar grabs Sarah and climbs a bell tower as a fight ensues and Albright kills Grange. The crow escapes Mika's grip, claws her eyes, and sends her down the bell tower to her death. When Albright is... And I'm sure I'm screwing up Sergeant the sergeant's name. Sorry, guys. Uh... When the sergeant is wounded, Eric climbs the roof of the church on his own. Their top dollar admits ultimately responsibility for Eric and Shelley's death. Um, Eric, you know, almost dying, gives top dollar the 30 minutes of pain he absorbed from uh, the sergeant. And the sensation sends top dollar off the roof of the church to his death. Um, Sarah ends up accompanying the sergeant to the hospital, and Eric is reunited with Shelly at their graves. The crow carrying Shelly's engagement ring in its beak later lands on Eric's grave and drops the ring into Sarah's hand before flying off over the city and into the night. And that ends the movie. We get the in loving memory to Brandon Lee and... Also, you know, talking about hit, you know, dedicating the movie to Brandon Lee and his fiance at the time. Um, um, Eliza Hutton, we're going to get married after this movie, and this movie is pretty much dedicated to them. And what's really sad about all this is that you know all this could have been avoided yes we know that it was a tragic accident um and you know it's really really sad what had happened to brandon lee um that flame was gone way too soon kind of it you know i'll say this and i hope no one takes this as disrespect but it was almost like Kind of like when his dad's swan song came out, uh, Enter the Dragon. And a lot of people get this wrong. 
Bruce Lee did not die during Enter the Dragon. He died making... He was in between making two films at the time when Bruce Lee died. And that was... And I'm talking about Bruce Lee. When I said he, I'm talking about Bruce Lee. Uh, Bruce Lee died after the filming was done with uh, Enter the Dragon. But he never saw the movie Enter the Dragon in theaters. He died before that. He was actually working on Game of Death when Bruce Lee, and again, when I say he, meaning Bruce Lee, died. Um, And Enter the Dragon became Bruce Lee's swan song of, you know, hey, this was Bruce Lee's first real success or movie that was going to be a Hollywood American-made picture. And that Bruce Lee was going to be the star of that movie. Um, We know what happened there. And Bruce Lee, had he not died, probably would have gone on to be a big star in martial arts and all that. Um, Same thing here with Brandon Lee, his son. Um, The Crow was going to be Brandon Lee's launching pad. Brandon Lee for many years said, you know, I don't, I love my father, but I don't want to be my father. He want Bruce Bruce Lee was a martial artist where Brandon Lee was an actor and a martial artist and Brandon Lee didn't like doing all those martial arts movies he wanted to broaden his horizon and a lot of people were like well you know who knows he might have been stuck in movies like The Crow and all that this movie The Crow had Brandon Lee not been tragically killed in it would have been a franchise no matter what starring Brandon Lee um I and I've heard many rumors on this that you know it was gonna be Brandon Lee as Eric Draven and he would uh, help people out and all that which would later become a tv show and then you know he'd later bring about a new person that gets murdered and the family gets murdered, whatever. And then Brandon Lee's character, Eric Draven would have, you know, inserted the crow or whatever you want to say into them or gave them the power of the crow. Um, we never, we did later get a 1998 TV series called the crow stairway to heaven, but Ultimately, this franchise was supposed to be Brandon Lee's and Brandon Lee's alone. When he died, I think the franchise died with him. And that's the saddest thing to say. Because this this movie really, really made Brandon Lee's career. Even in death, everyone knows about Brandon Lee's other films. But this film is his sequen- is his swan song. It showed so much range. And the funny thing is about it all is most of the time he's not even in the movie. This movie was pretty much what happened with Fast 7 when Paul Walker died. Is that they didn't know um, if they should continue. Uh, at the time of Brandon Lee's death, he had already completed most of his scenes for the film and was only scheduled to shoot for three more days. 
and you know they took a break for rewrites and flashback scenes that hadn't been done yet um lee's stunt double ended up having to be used as a stand-in in cgi just to be done make the movie complete um the beginning of the movie had to be rewritten and that's why you don't see a lot of brandon lee's face like you can tell when it's brandon lee and it's harder to tell when it's not um and it, it's really hard to do this and like i said i'm trying to do this review justice but it's really hard because you know so many people said well what if brandon lee gave up acting after this movie had he survived it what if he kept on you know going on acting if he if it, he survived the gunshot wound or if it never happened there's a lot of ifs in the world um it's just it really sucks that hollywood and even mankind lost such a beautiful human being in brandon lee he was so much a philosopher like his dad the only difference and a lot of people nitpick about it is that bruce lee didn't use guns brandon lee did different times people you gotta realize in the nine in the 70s when bruce lee was in his you know peak yeah you there wasn't needed for a lot of action but when those air that era ended you had to bring in even though you had a martial arts movie you had to make it better um they tried to make and i'm i'm sorry for you know this but i'm just trying to significant be significant in the opposition that i've heard from some people that are like oh i liked bruce lee but i didn't like brandon lee or i liked brandon lee but i didn't like his dad you can do that but like i'm saying it's different eras of film um but you know it's hard to not you know like get emotional about how much this movie how good this movie is I honestly, and I know I'm biased in saying this, but my ranking for this movie, five out of five, perfect ranking. You, you guys probably have waited for me to say it for a movie or for whatever, five out of five, perfect rating. It is sad what happened to Brandon Lee, but just the emotion that he brought into this movie before his untimely and tragic and accidental death. just goes to prove to you that Brandon Lee was destined for greater things had he not been tragically killed. And again, it was an accident. The actor uh, who played Fun Boy that had to shoot Brandon Lee, Michael Massey, never forgave himself. He, there is an interview that he did on YouTube um that he literally literally never forgave himself and when michael massey passed away 
a lot of people said he didn't die from whatever they said he died from. He died from a broken heart because he had a girlfriend or a wife that owned a store and that Brandon Lee's ex-fiance, Eliza Hutton, walked in there with the little girl and he said he felt so in despair that he wanted to go talk to her, but he couldn't find the words because when he looked at the little girl, he thought that she was Brandon's daughter. That he, Michael Massey ultimately felt that he took away a person that was going to be a great husband and a great father. And he says, when I go walk to the park and I see Eliza Hutton there with her daughter, that should be Brandon's daughter. And when I first watched that interview, I was, I was literally in tears because, and I'm sure people say, Oh, you know, it happened. Almost going to be 30 years now, but you know, It is really sad that a person's life was not only taken, but someone had felt that much, you know, um, felt that much despair in their life that they died of a broken heart and you know it's it's really sad that we lost Brandon Lee way too soon but you watch his movies and you could tell that guy had it not happened or had it happened and he survived was destined for great things and a lot of people look at Brandon Lee's death and say, oh, you know, it helped out the film industry and in that it made people responsible. Don't care about that. We lost a good human being. And in his and The Crow, Brandon Lee did an interview. Um, and I think it was bef like a week or two before he would later die that he pretty much said, you know, I don't know how much long I have left on this earth, but yet I just want it to be, I want this movie to be so good. And you know, um, And it's, it's really sad because, like I said, um, and people have said, well, you know, the movie isn't that good. How isn't it? This movie is perfect. The way every, and you know, I honestly do believe that you can tell a difference in the way that the movie is before Brandon's death and after. Um, 
also uh sting um who was a pro wrestler at this time ultimately drew inspiration to create the crow character and you know that's been a major thing uh the music's on point um like i said there was many sequels they didn't work um, and we've known about a reboot for how many years um I honestly think there should never be a remake of this movie because one, it's going to be, you're never going to make it as good as what it, the original was. Two, you're never going to hire an actor. And I'm sorry, there's a lot of people that say, oh, well, there's so many actors out there that could do just as good of a job. You're not going to be able to get that. And as I say this now, if there is ever a reboot of this movie, I doubt I'd ever see it. I, You cannot remake this movie. Anyone that has that in their head, that listens to this and says, Steven, you're wrong. I am not wrong. You will never find an actor that could pull it off. And any time, and when the movie, if they ever do, and the movie's released, and it doesn't do well, what does that give any incentive? You're not going to find someone that can outdo the performance that Brandon Lee did. You're not going to find someone that could even make the performance as well as Brandon Lee did. I'm sorry. Get over it. There is, If there is ever a remake of this movie... I honestly hope that whoever remakes it, I hope it fails. Because you cannot do a remake of this movie justice. That's just the way it is. Um, and that is my somewhat bizarre look into the movie of The Crow. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I loved, loved doing this review out of all of my reviews i think this one was my favorite um hopefully this weekend i can do that collaboration i told you guys about where i would have Alyssa and a few other people who are beside behind the scenes people on my podcast but even though they are behind the scenes that does not mean i'm saying they're lower they have made this podcast just they have as much to do with the success of this podcast as I do and as you, the fans, do. Um, so hopefully I can do that this weekend or next weekend. Sorry. Um, just have a great day, guys. And remember to live your life to the fullest. If we lived our life like Brandon Lee did, we would never have a bad day. We would never be depressed. We'd never be sad. Um. I love you guys. Thank you for making this such a successful podcast. I know people are like, oh, God, you know, there's more successful ones than yours. Doesn't matter to me. What matters is this and my fans.
you guys keep up the support, amazing support. Love you all from the bottom of my heart. I cannot state that enough. Um, I'm not saying it to get more views. This is honestly how I feel about my fans. I truly love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I hope that I, every time I do a review, even if it sucks, I hope that it's in your guys' mind good enough. I try to strive for perfection and I fall short and I feel like, and you can hear it in my voice sometimes, I get damn depressed because I feel like I screwed you guys. And I hate that feeling. But I just hope you guys know, thank you. I'm coming up on almost a year of doing this podcast. And you made me who I am today. Thank you so much. I want to thank my parents. I want to thank my fiance. And this is Stephen Jarvis signing off.